welcome to Talk Comics to me. I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm trying to get us loaded up on the other side. Jeez. Tasted like dill. Gross. Um, I'm Heather Hadfield. What's up? And we're here this lovely Thursday to talk about comic books. Uh, I don't have anything good today. I'll, I'll start coming up with something good again. You? Anything? Um, if you haven't heard it yet, you should probably go listen to Abba's new album. Um, that's all I've got. <laughs> all right. Go talk about okay. your comic book. Okay. Um, I have Batman. This is issue number 113. It is part two of the Fierce State. I almost said Fear Street. I was like, that's R.L. Stein. <laughs> uh, Fear State. Um, not going to speak too much on this just because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who has read it, but this just continues uh, Scarecrow's little uh, venture into using fear toxins and taking over Gotham and making people scared. <laughs> Sounds like some scarecrow shit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there's a, a little bit of a backstory, I guess, with using fear to control people, which mm-hmm. I, I think is... I, I really love so far. I really like this series, um, this whole fear state thing. Um, I am new to Batman um, as a comic. I, I never really read much before. I know who Batman is. I've seen his wiener, but that's really it. Um, I know who he is. I've seen his wiener. Yeah, we're very, uh, we're very close in that way. Um, I've seen more of him than he has of me. We're going to leave it at that. Um, but yeah, no, this is very, very good so far. And I'm excited to see how the story evolves and what happens to Peacekeeper. I Why keep, are you looking at me? I know. I keep <laughs> Ghostmaker and Peacekeeper. I keep mixing them up and calling them Peacemaker and Ghostkeeper. So it's oh, it's a whole sick. thing. I yeah. want to be a Ghostkeeper. I'll be the Peacemaker. <laughs> Clearly that's what it's supposed to be. Um, but yes, very, very good. Art, beautiful story. Fantastic. You know, just a classic story that I like. Classic Bitman. Uh, but it also has the other part of the story is, or I guess the second half of the book is a clown hunter story. The art is also one of those. It's really, really good. I can't remember that art, the artist. Jason Howard, that's what it is. I was like, I've read so many books. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, guy yeah. the girls. Yep, yep. Fantastic. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I do like his art a that's lot. That's all. Um, I also have way more books. Well, not way more. <clears throat> I have several more books than Champ, so I'm just going to keep talking for a minute. I didn't, I did not read this one. Um, this is the Miracle Molly Batman Secret Files Fear State one shot. That was that was a mouthful. Um, I have not read this one yet because this was kind of just included with everyone who is getting Batman because it's like a little story to tide you over, I guess. Uh, I can say upon looking at this issue though, I really do like the art and the colors. So, I will report back, let you know what I think about the story. <laughs> that's all. All right, I got, uh, I almost said Eat the Rich, because that's the next book. I Eat got the Queens. <laughs> I got Killer Queens. This is issue number two. This is uh, putting the sass in assassins, some gay shit, gay, fun, funny shit, and I really enjoy it. Really good art, really good colors. Uh, is it like Charlie's Angels at all? I I don't think I've ever watched Charlie's Angels. 
Okay. <laughs> I think I watched it once when I was, when that movie came out, like when we were 14, 15. I, I don't actually know. I'm just, I, the only I'm thing just going to say it came out in like 2002, and we'll look that okay, up Yeah, later. we'll look that up. We will confirm. We'll make a post about uh, it. But I just really like the characters a lot. Um, they're really silly. Like, Max is one of the main characters, and he's, he's really funny, and I wish I remembered her name because, you know, it's life. But they're in jail, and he's trying. they're trying to escape. And they come up with a plan, and things don't necessarily quite go as they expect. I did laugh several times in this book, though, so I'm really, I'm really glad I decided to add it to my poll because it was just one of those things where, when I read that first issue, I was just like, huh. Is it more of like a lighthearted kind of story, or is it just like? It, yeah, it's like I, I want to say I don't think lighthearted is the right word. I okay. think it's just like funny. Like it's like a very much like a comedy thing, but there's also like you know I love action shit, so it's right. also like that like aspect of it. And like I said, it's very gay, so it has like a very fun like queer vibe to it as well. Okay, so. Interesting. I remember you saying you really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. So that's cool. I, yeah. And it was when, like, when I was reading this one, it was uh, on Tuesday night, I believe. And I was having, like, a really shitty night anyway. So it was nice to read something that, like, made me, like, laugh and just, like, kind of took my mind off of other things. Right. So. All right. Cool. Nothing bad. Ouch. Nothing, like, nothing bad about it at all so far that I have found. You ready? Yeah. Okay. We've got Eat the Rich. This is issue number two. Don't no. listen to that. It is actually number two, not number one. Yeah, this is a misprint on this cover, so give me all your money sometime when I have to sell this. Uh, but yeah, this is a... I was going to say fun. I guess it is a fun little horror story. It's fun for us, the readers. It's not fun for Joey. Yeah, it's... Uh, is that her name? I don't know, like Joe? That sounds right. get that right. Um, so the main character, Joe, goes home to her boyfriend, Aster's house. Holy sh- I'm getting all these names. Um, goes yeah, home name to- is Joey. It yes. is. Fuck yeah, dude. Look at me. I'm on top of the world today. <laughs> getting everyone's names right. Um, she goes home to her boyfriend, Aster's family, and they are very wealthy, rich people. Um, and she kind of witnesses some things that she's not supposed to see. So this kind of explains- their lifestyle and why they do things a certain way and how she can deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, after, after, yeah. After the first issue, I was just like, yeah, it's definitely a very like almost predictable horror book, but I do like it in that like predictability and also just like the difference of it as well. Like her kind of like living through it and then also having somebody from her same position. Pedal? Like, yeah. Yeah. You did great. Oh my god, uh, guys. Explain it to her. So I really like that. I really, I don't know, it, it is fun. I like the characters quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the part that I did like about it too, is like any other horror movie or story where rich people are getting away with certain things, they're doing it without the knowledge of everyone else. But in this, it's the lower class people they are perfectly aware of what is going Mm -hmm. on and they are signing up for it in return for some sort something yeah and i just i thought that was a very cool twist on it because 
she's trying to like do the right thing and stuff and the other people are like well no we we signed up for this we are perfectly aware of what's happening yeah i think it'll be a nice little final girl moment for yeah her, I'm, which i'm very excited yeah, for me too i love it, that because i think she has like a like she's just like a very like I don't know. I think it's, like, a relatable character mm-hmm. at the same time. And not saying that, like, Chris is rich, but, like, his family being from, like, an upper-middle-class family and me being from, like, a working-class family, it's still just, like, I can feel this. Like, not that Chris's family is killing anybody, but, you know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what they do <laughs> in their spare time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, good. This is fantastic. Um, I like that I'm in the same situation. I mean, once, you like once again, you are new rich, though. Right? I am. I'm. I'm new now. My husband is new rich. I'm just married to him. That still counts. Yeah, I guess. I know you don't think it does, but it does. I got money, baby. <laughs> I've got ten dollars in my bank account right now. I gave you ten dollars in cash yesterday. Oh, sh- I forgot that was in my bag. <laughs> I got twenty dollars, dude. All right, so this is Dark Blood. This is issue number three. Oh my god, this is already number three. Yeah, this is halfway through the series. It's a nice little six issue. I like that um, we just keep calling them nice. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, that's my favorite. Nice. Yeah, fun. way to describe comics. We're gonna never think of any other words, but I have it, a thesaurus that I just recently bought, and I'm never gonna use it. There's one downstairs. Okay. Um, Avery, main character, he has been dealing with some shit. And right now, the police are after him mm-hmm. because of, like, everything that's been going down. And, you know, police suck. They're kind of just, like, being assholes to his family. He's trying to make sure that they don't. And uh, I don't really want to say a lot because it's just, like, there's a lot that, like, kind of... The story, like, kind is very slow to open, but this particular issue does, like, ramp it up quite a bit. Gives you a lot of back... back man- God damn it. Back matter <laughs> and information about like his life, his wife's life while he was gone in the war, just like and also that level of like police in the south in this time. It is um I do one thing that I really do enjoy about this like we were were talking about earlier was um the parallels. I guess because it it, ex- it mm-hmm. explains like what happened when he was in the war and then like in present day or their present day. Um, but there's parallels to the things that are happening to him. And I'm curious to see, like, if that was something that was, like, intentional. I, yeah, I mean, I would assume it would it, well, be. Well, yeah. Like, for sure, I don't know. But it's just, I like, didn't you know, write like, the book. <laughs> being, well, why don't, you, why don't you know this? <laughs> but, like, being chased by, you know, the, the Nazis, like mm-hmm. he is, but, and then being chased by the police. There's, I just, I really like that parallel. I thought it was a very interesting point. Well, and, yeah, I guess I don't want to. Because you can kind of see, like, how the police yes. have kind of always been after black people within yes. this town, so. Um, the colors are so good. Like, the, like, difference between, like, the time frames and the colors that are used and the art is just, like, really beautiful. I do. I do love it quite a bit. I, my, my favorite thing in comics, especially when Nazis are portrayed, is when they are drawn to be almost feral, like, mm-hmm. rabid. Um, like in this, for example, the the generals, soldiers, whatever you want to call head, them, they're always like, yeah, they're like foaming at the mouth because they just want to find this person so bad. And I, I love that because, again, another parallel is the police mm-hmm. when they're trying to figure this out. So 
Yes, this book is... It's really good. Really, really, really good. Um, like I said, I think it was just, like, slow to start and a mm-hmm. little confusing, but it definitely, like, let you know where it stands and yeah. what's happening here. Just dropped you into mm-hmm. it and then is slowly building the story around this yeah, one particular sure. instance. Very um, good. Yeah, very good. I definitely... Yeah, go pick it up. It's, again, only going to be six issues. It's three issues, and I think we have all of them at the shop still. I know we have at least one. Yeah. So worth it it's it's worth the read okay um i have i just like what are these words um this is cold dead war this is issue number four this is a george c romero joint um this is just a i mean a classic zombie story the twist is the zombies are perfectly sentient i don't know what other word to use they're just they're they're alive still they still have emotions and the ability to speak and form life i guess i think sentience is the right yeah um but they are working with the main character of the story they are his fellow soldiers who were shot down during the war (laughs) i love stories about war i know um that's why we loved invaders so much. Yeah, but that's like that's really the point of the story is he is keeping his friends alive, alive and keeping them fed and stuff because there is guilt there and he loves them. You know, they're his friends. He loves them. Uh, I'm not sure how many issues this. Oh, it's just this one. I should have seen that. This is the last issue, so it's only four <laughs> issues. Um, but I would say if you like any sort of George Romero movies, like definitely you would enjoy this because it is just like straight to the point zombies, like no messing around. Yeah. So it's that one movie. God damn it! I'll think about Diary it. of the Dead. No, I was thinking the other like war kind of Romero movie, but I'll think about it later because it'll take me way too long. Mm-hmm. But and there's like. A thousand of them, I swear. World War Z. <laughs> I read the book, didn't watch the movie. Yeah, I, I did both. How'd it go? The movie. Um, the movie had maybe two cool parts in it, um, but that was it. The uh, so the two cool parts are the them the zombies running and like climbing over each other like cockroaches and Brad Pitt's hair. Yeah, I remember Brad Pitt's That's hair. That's it. That's I, I also don't really remember the book very well because I read that in like 2005. Yeah, the movie is nothing like the book. Okay. I, I, like, I read like, the book. Like I Am Legend? Quite quite like that. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, they're very different because I, I loved the book when it first came out. I thought it was a really cool like fake history of yeah, that sort yeah, of situation. Sure. So when the movie came out, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. And I was like, the there was a whole scene in Yonkers and this isn't even in here. So it's <laughs> very different. Uh, I like how we're obviously on some sort of horror movie business right now. Yeah, that's all we've been doing. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, this is Frontiersman. This is issue number one. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'll get the second issue. I did like it. I just have a lot of stuff I'm reading right now. I like the art a lot. Um, the story was really like kind of interesting. So basically in X... Um, superhero is the frontiersman. He's decided to live off, like, the grid. He thinks, like, things are after him. A young man comes and tries to recruit him for, you know, to help save the planet, basically. It's just, like, we need somebody who has, like, a name, 
who's willing to help us and like sit in this tree 180 feet up in the air like please come help us and the and the frontiers men's like no i'm not gonna do that and so the young man kind of does a name drop and frontiersman decides that like okay maybe i'll see what this is all about and that's kind of where the story goes like i like i said i was enjoyable i did like it i just like i think i have too much right now that i'm reading and i don't know if it's like worth it for me to like add it to my profile because i like i said it's good the art the art's really good i really do like the colors because they're kind of like subdued a little bit yeah i was gonna comment on that who does the uh the art in it um okay ferrari right right uh he also does the colors Mm -hmm. um but i also i think just got this because mateo scalera does Mm -hmm. the did the cover the b cover it's fantastic which i really liked so yeah it's uh it's a good book it is really fun (laughs) really fine it's enjoyable uh I do, like, I am kind of interested, which is, like, the rough part, because I'm just like, maybe it is worth picking up the second issue to kind of see where this story is going, because I do feel like it has, like, a lot of potential and, like, seems like it'll be very interesting Mm -hmm. and, like, what it's trying to say. So I did start the author's notes, but it started in a way I didn't really like, so... Because it was like, Frontiersman is the result of our shared enthusiasm and blah, blah. A love letter to yada, yada. And I was like, come on, bro. Just like. Are you mocking me? <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you. Like, yeah, I just want to I just want to read the author's note. Like, tell me what this is, like, a love letter to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking mind. I can't read your mind. <laughs> like, don't be a dick about it. Let me read, like, Back Matter and be yeah, happy. Yeah, that really, that put me off a little bit. Yeah, no, that was, like, one of the most off-putting things about the whole entire book. Because when I ended it, I was like, oh, I like that. And you know me, like, especially with first issues, I will read the author's yeah. notes most of the time. And yeah, I read that and I was like, fuck you, man. And then I didn't finish the I mean, that's notes. fair. I, I would have done the same thing. So maybe he told me all of those things later, but I was all, like I said, I was already just like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. No. No, not, thank you. Not into it. <laughs> Don't talk down to me. I just want to read a goddamn comic book, man. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> all right. So now we have Moon Knight. This is issue number three. Hey. Yep. Uh, this book is so good. I like the art a lot. Yeah, no, that's we've discussed this every single time. The art in this is absolutely incredible. So Mark Spector, who he died and was reborn in the shadow of Kansu, and now he is the right hand or the left hand? The right the, hand. Yeah, the fist of Kansu to fight evil. Um, he is doing what he can to protect the people that are, you know, in his area of the night and blah, blah, blah. But there's another man who is the opposite hand. And they both have... What if they were the same hand? Um, I can see why they would be fighting then because a hand is not very big. And for two grown men to be Um, that hand... Just like, oh no, I have two right hands. My children. (laughs) How do I pick anything up this way? Yeah. It's, uh, it gets a bit confusing. So they are obviously fighting because clearly when you have a ruler and there are two people who take your word and see it different, they interpret it differently, that can cause quite a bit of problems. And that's what's happening is there's problems in this religious world. There's problems. You know? Yeah, um, I, I do know. I get it. You. Yeah, but basically no one is right and no one is wrong because they're both doing it for 
the reasons that they think are right. I don't know. It's just a very interesting, interesting story. Um, yeah, I do like the dynamic of mm-hmm. them both just being like, well, I'm right. No, I'm right. Right. And, and I'm I mean, going to kill, I'm going to kill you if you don't think I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like when you're, when you're doing things in, for someone else without actually knowing what they want you to do, you're not, you're not right. Yeah. You're not wrong necessarily, but you're not right. I mean, if you're following a God in general, you're pretty probably wrong. not right. Yeah. But sorry, um, anyone who is religious, I did not mean to be a dick just there. It's fine. I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, the art, art is very, very, very good in this. Um, and I'm just, I really love this story. I just think it's really fantastic. Yeah. I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. where it goes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't picked it up, I would say maybe you should. If you like Moon Knight. If um, you like. Gotta see what PJ thinks. Yeah, actually. Um, can I, you call him? We'll no. see. <laughs> get him on the line. Yeah, like, get him on hey, the PJ, line. we're uh, recording live right now. Tell me what you think of Moon Knight. <laughs> Put him on speakerphone. <laughs> it's very interesting. I enjoy it quite a bit. I think if I called him, he'd be like, what's, what's the emergency? What's going on? Is everything okay? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> All right. So X-Men number three. I did not read this for, sorry, three. Oh, yeah, it is yeah, three. It is three. Um, so, I didn't read this, so. Yeah, we, we won't get too into it, but basically the X-Men love elephants. Okay. That's all you need to know. Um, I just don't want to spoil anything. That's like. I do appreciate that. Yeah. It's, you know, there's um, some, I don't know the proper word. I guess a reveal that kind of happens. It's we're, We've been aware of it the whole time, but it's something that the mutants have been trying to keep from normal okay. people. So that is kind of tied into this part of the story. So I guess since you've read this and mm-hmm. I was talking about dropping this book in the car, mm-hmm. is this a book you think you're going to like stay on or do you think it's something you're just going to hop off of? I'm going to finish the story arc and then most likely going to take it off. Um, Just because it's like I said, I'm going to take off a majority of X books right now because the only, I don't care for too many of them anymore. Like, I think I'm going to keep like Wolverine. um, The, I can't even explain that right now. Um, Wolverine. Okay. And then maybe one other one, just depending. Um, And it's not that I don't want to read the X-Men stories. I just feel like I'm kind of... I just don't have really any interest in the direction they are going at this point. So if I want to read them, I'll pick up the trades. Yeah, But I just... Yeah, I don't feel it's necessary to get the individual issues anymore, especially considering the last event that I truly enjoyed was X of Swords. Yeah, which was a year ago. Yeah. So I just feel like I've been hanging on because it's just like, I don't want to let go. But like when something is dead, you just got to let it go, dude. Otherwise you're going to be dying with it. So there's like, it's toxic. It's like, I'm better than that. I'm, I'm going to therapy. So this is something that I need to learn to let go of. And I think that's like completely fair. Too. Yeah. And also I have like four boxes of X-Men books at my house that just happened within the last few years. And I never wanted that to happen. So there's absolutely no reason i need to have that many x-men books. yeah no i get it i have a full just a full short box of x-men comics yeah. after just like starting with the hickman run yeah it's just like and when i was going through for the flea market decide like oh maybe i'll sell some of these things mm-hmm. and then i was like wait i don't know what i can sell what mm-hmm. i can't sell like gotta actually like sit down and like pay attention 
So, you know, speaking on that, <laughs> um, this is a new X-Men book. Uh, this is just a one-shot. Uh, this is X-Men, the Onslaught Revelation. Um, for those of you old-school X-Men readers, if you remember, Onslaught was a character that was introduced in... 96? Maybe 97? And it was the... Uh, product of merging Magneto and uh, Professor X's minds. This is like what happened. Um, so this issue, again, I don't want to spoil too much because... 95. 95, okay. I was close. Yeah, no, Damn, I, wanted, I was very close. I just wanted to look it up for you real fast. Yeah. Um, this kind of is kickstarting a whole new... I don't want to say like chapter because I don't know like how important it's going to be to the x-men stories but if you read way of x you know that kurt is trying to find some sort of meaning in this new life that the mutants are living now because they are able to be reborn and he just doesn't he thinks that life is not appreciated in the way that it was because they have this ability now um so this kind of goes into that, introduces Onslaught as a character and how he comes into play with the events of all of this um, and kind of allows Kurt to find meaning in what he believes in while also... <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, I got really excited. It also confirms suspicions that I had about a certain character being a bad guy the entire time, so... That's it. All right. It's very good. Um, I really, really enjoyed this and for being a one-shot, I was like... All right, I kind of want more. The art is incredible because my favorite thing about certain X-Men art is when you are able to make Kurt look like a sweet little baby boy and then in the next panel make him look like a dirty mean man. And I think that the artist does a really good job with that because there are some when I'm just like, oh God, sweet boy, sweet man. And then somewhere I just am kind of scared mm -hmm. of him because he just looks terrifying. So... Overall, I think that this was very good. If you read Way of X, I would say probably read this because Way of X kind of ended open-ended. Mm -hmm. so And this kind of like ties everything up that happened in there. Right. So, very good. I learned a lot about myself reading that book. I actually like to hear that quite a bit. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I get, like I said, I was like surprised at how much I enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know I love my Kurt. I know. Okay, so I guess now I have vinyl number four. Horror. A nice little horror book. I, yeah, we have a shit ton of horror, but, mm -hmm. like, not mad about it. I'm glad that, like, that is something that's available. It's a spooky time here. It it's is. happening. Um, but this is just a FBI agent who's been investigating um, the serial killer. His name is Walter. Uh, he gets kidnapped, and Walter thinks they, they're friends. So Walter gets a serial killer group together. Oops, excuse me. Classic. Uh, and is out to save him. And in this, like, the last few issues have just kind of, like, built on who Walter is. There's a little bit of a twist that I think, like, you've known throughout the, like, since the beginning. Um, I really like this book a lot. Like, I think, I like the art a ton. I really enjoy the story. And I really like the, like, I really enjoy the serial killers and how much they're, like, interconnected and how much they all support each other in a, a weird way. support group. I fucking, I love that. <laughs> it's just, like, one of those things that's really interesting, and especially within this issue, because a lot of stuff happens 
where a lot of stuff happens to each of the serial killers that Walter has brought together. So it is one of those things where you're just like, huh, okay, that's a really interesting, like, weird idea that, like, I think you could pull off in a movie, but it would seem way too cheesy. So, mm-hmm. like, putting it into a comic form works really well. Um, I think it would work as a movie if it wasn't a horror movie. It was, like, a drama. I don't I don't know, but yes, I guess. I think that would be <laughs> incredible. But basically, the FBI agent is still an asshole, even though Walter is also trying to save him. And I think that was also another aspect of this issue that I really liked because they finally got to him at this issue. And he was just like, well, I'm going to I'm going to be a fucking asshole all the same because you're still a serial killer. I've become obsessed with your case. Fuck you. (laughs) And it's just like, but bro. Please, bro. Dude. He's the sweet, sweet, sweet serial killer. He's so I love him so much. He's so sweet. <laughs> Not my sweet baby Walter. Oh my god, I love that. It does bring a weird aspect of like I don't think anyone should like serial killers or murderers on any level necessarily. But there's some that you just feel sorry for and just have like a weird sensitive connection. Mm. Yeah, to. and you know I'm broken anyway, and I'm also doing mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of stuff to like deal with what I think abolition means to me and what, like, that sort of thing means here. So this is different by all stretches, (laughs) stretches of the imagination, but I think it is, like, a lot of fun. I really like, I really like the story. I really like what they're doing with it, and I think it's really interesting. Okay. That's all. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna have to get the trade because I... I think I have your first issue of that. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, and I like flipped through it because I, I just found it while I was like reorganizing mm-hmm. all my stuff and I have it set out because I was like, that's what happened to it. It was in a box with all of my comics. I mean, obviously. it's like I said, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think you would like it too quite a bit. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. And the next issue is the last issue, so I'm very excited to like... Really excited to get into it and see how it ends. Who writes that? I forgot. Um, I think it's his name is Daniel Wagner. Doug Wagner. Doug, no, okay. And then Daniel Hilliard does the okay. art, and then Dave Stewart does the colors. All right, okay. So cool. Solid team. Solid team, and they've done a bunch of books before. I don't know if Dave Stewart does all the colors on their books, but like they did. Uh, fuck, I can't even remember. God, they've done like several other series together, and I don't want to like say a name right, that's not right, right so okay i'm done all right all right next all right we got norse mythology this is issue number four this is of the second series the second yes. chapter i guess so loki thor and their little buddy thialfi they end up in um utgard which is the uh it's another world that they go to and they are greeted by the giant Ut- utgarda loki uh, if you don't know this story, don't worry, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> they are each given, like, different tasks to kind of prove their worth, I guess. Yeah, yeah like how... Or what they think of themselves, right. basically. Yeah. Right, um, and they all fail, pretty much. Like, they're they're tricked. It's, it's a beautiful story, especially because Loki at the end is, like, pissed, but then he's just like, that was pretty good. That was a good little, nice little trick that you yeah. played on me. I mean, I also like the aspects of it where they kind of create things that are, yeah. like, solid within the world that we, like, know so well, mm-hmm. which is, like, one of the great things about, like, any sort of mythology, I think, is just, like, usually it is some tied into, like, the things that we absolutely know, but... I am 
So this issue, obviously, you know, I love Norse mythology, but I'm excited because this, <laughs> because this is uh, leading more into the Midgard serpent and the importance of that. Uh-huh. And I hope that when with that story, we get the story of like Angraboda and that because that's one of my favorite stories. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's Neil Gaiman's interpretation of North mythology. Yeah. North mythology. It's Neil Gaiman's, yeah. but done by, what's his name? Uh, P. Craig Russell. Yes. <laughs> so it's like it's like different iterations of this story through different people's mouths. So it's... Which still is the best type of story. Yeah, like. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Norse mythology. Just classic, classic tales. Classic. From, from the Norse. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have Vampire the Masquerade. This the is horror. Issue, this is issue number 10. I think last time we talked about this, we said it was the last issue. But this is really the last issue. There is, like, another part of the series that's coming out. But this is seriously the last issue. But basically... I did not read this one, so... Um, Allie kind of tells... Uh, Cicely? Mm-hmm. Cicely, her whole plan, what was going on the whole time, and... Lots of stuff happens, but I really, actually really enjoyed the ending of this, even though I thought it had already ended. Yeah, we, yeah, that was very confusing to me, because when this popped up, I was like, oh, cool, a new story arc is starting, and then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's, because I did the same thing, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I want to see this werewolf shit, and then, yeah, it was actually the same thing. Very silly, but, I can't wait for the werewolf, so. But yeah, it's, uh, and this also does a good job of kind of leading you into the next story arc, and, like, the whole Anarch story Ooh. has actually been leading into... Okay. So I am really excited for you to read the end of this because I do think you will also enjoy it. I do like how Teeny Howard is very clearly on the front of this comic book right there. I did not even notice that. That's awesome. Um, and if that's not, then they just did a really good job of making that look exactly like Teeny. We love um, Teeny in this house. But yeah, this was like, I really like the ending. I really enjoyed this whole series. It was definitely worth the like pick up because I kind of just like picked it up even without like being into Vampire the Masquerade. Right. Um, they, so because this comic is coming out, there has been a lot of like, I know this was a thing before too, but I feel like I've been seeing more of it recently. Like the RPGs, mm-hmm. like the, the actual like role playing games and stuff, not just the video games. So that, that was really cool too, because I think this particular story, Winter's Teeth, that has its own RPG, which you can order in previews if you wanted to know. I, I looked it up today. It's, it looked very interesting. It looked fun. Well, and I mean, especially knowing the story and like, because it's like, ooh, who would I play if I was this? Like, right. If I was doing this and right. how would it go differently potentially? And I do. Who would like, you play? I don't, I don't know. Because I mean, part of me would be like, I feel like I'd probably be like Allie or Cicely, okay. like one of these main characters. Because okay. you know, I'm not like can it be running bear? Can it be what's his name Calder? I think that's who I would be because I don't I don't necessarily like playing as the bad guy, but I do also like playing as a silly character ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I think I'd be Calder. I think that's who I would be. 
Let's do it. Let's play. <laughs> Let's, oh, God, I just hurt my neck. I don't have time. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I actually I, 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 uh, We can play, but it'll be like, you know, once once every couple months. Ten minutes at a time. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> we'll do the die RPG before we do this RPG. You okay? Yeah, I just... Is going to make it? I did that. Those are all marks. Those are all my marks that I put on there. Uh, this is Rabbit World. This is issue number four. This is the last one of this series, but I think that it's kind of leading off like as if there could be another part. This is another just vampire zombie. I was like, I know that's not vampire. It's a, it's a zombie story. So the they figured out kind of what caused the mutation to happen. They centralize it they inject it and then it's not necessarily a cure but it helps fight off like whatever had been Mm -hmm. happening so they're able to prevent themselves from getting it but not help the people that have already been infected it was it was interesting um i surprisingly like the art the most of all even though i'm just not really a fan of just like this kind of art yeah i just thought it worked for the story um because the only like real color that's in there other than the words which are like an orange is the blood which i thought was very cool but yeah this little uh, quick little scout book for issues rabid world and apparently it's gonna keep going i don't i'm gonna take it off but that's it i only cared about the first yeah like, I and i about these four. and like what you've talked about it i just feel like it just says the end sure sure it could keep going but like why well because this is I, i'm gonna spoil the last page if you wanted to read this earmuffs please it says for all i know it could have fallen from the sky and then it shows space and says okay. the end so, so I it's know. like zombies come from space right they okay. were just like Shot right to earth. Yeah, I don't know if I like that, though. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Stillwater. This is issue number 10. This is back from a little little hiatus. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is basically an informative guide on why you shouldn't have children. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, not necessarily, no. They're evil, plotting little shits. Yeah, so basically... Um, I'm just kidding. Have kids if you want to. This is just something different. If you if you read the first two story arcs, mm-hmm. um, you kind of find out at the end of the last story arc that the kids have been kind of trying to figure out a way to change things within the town. And so that picks up from there and shows you how they are actually trying to do so. And also, Daniel... Our main boy. Our main boy is just like, I don't know if this is the right thing, but I'm kind of stuck here as like a symbol of what it means for the kids to grow up. Right. He, he really doesn't. I feel like it's not necessarily that it, he doesn't have a choice. I just feel like it, he feels obligated to. Well, I mean, he does. I mean, <laughs> yes. Otherwise, yes. like a lot of stuff, bad he stuff is, is He is happen. tied there for certain reasons, but I feel like a part of the reason why he even agreed to make it happen was like, he wants to help them. Well, and I, yeah, I think he believes mm-hmm. in that cause of like that, but obviously being alive for X amount of time as a child and then also seeing how adults treat this world where people can just live endlessly and how they kind of backstab and are shitty people 
causes somebody to be eroded as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, a really interesting idea is just, like, because, you know, obviously this kid and these kids have never had the chance to, like, grow up and be who they want to be. And it's, like, well, what does that mean after, like... 30 years right like or 40 years who Who are you really and if you do grow up are you going to be a good person i just and this is just my personal opinion because you know how i feel about kids but i just feel like especially in their situation i just don't feel like there's any good outcomes considering what they've seen and what they know and what they've been through it's a it's a really interesting idea and i really like the way it's like been like kind of steadily introduced and then like how this issue has come back around to the first issue kind Mm -hmm. of like building that story in such an interesting way i do think chip is a very like talented writer in like that aspect i mean he's our best friend he is our best friend but like this story too is just like a very you know like if you read any chip books it's like so varyingly different Mm -hmm. than like a lot of stuff that he does and I do really enjoy it. I do think it's, like, very interesting because it is, like, creepy. And it's Yeah, I was going to say that. It's, like, technically a horror book, but it's more like a subtle horror that just is very It kind of sits uncomfortable. On, yeah, it sits on you. And, like yeah. I said, it's just one of those things, especially with, like, this introduction of the kids, like, kind of having all of this stuff going on mm-hmm. is, like, ugh. I, and, and yeah, and how does that affect you and warp your mind and yeah. just fuck you straight up? And I'm like pretty scared of kids to begin with. So this this story, the way that it's evolved to this point has like, I'm probably going to have nightmares about this. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like the baby, remember the baby walking oh, down the stairs? I can't. <laughs> like in the second oh issue God. or whatever. Yeah, that shit was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I can't. All right, last book of the night. We got Once in Future. Yes. This is issue number 20. Yeah, we are getting there. This is my favorite book of all time. This introduces one of my favorite things within mythology. I'm not going to say it because I want you all to read it. And then next time we talk about this book, I'll tell you a really funny story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, this book, uh, Bridget, uh, um, Rose, and my boy Duncan, they are traveling to... You really are doing great with names. I, today, I'm telling you, I'm on it. I just need to have a coffee every day before I get off of work. Um, and I'm like, yes. settled, yes. Um, but they are traveling to... Oh, thank God. I thought I dripped water on it, but that's just probably my greasy finger stains. Um, they are traveling to the family castle, the Grail Castle in the other world, um, while also trying to decide what their next move is. And there's a lot of feelings in this one, mm-hmm. which I thought is really good. Um, and then on the the flip side, uh, Lancelot, Merlin, and I got it, I got it, I got it, I got, and I don't have it. Who? What's the other guy's name? Arthur. No, I don't. Pew, pew. That boy. Oh yeah, her son. Um, it was right no, there. Yeah, no, you've sucked it out I of know. my brain because I was like, "What? You can't think of." King I Arthur's have been. Name? I have been. All these names has been like, "Yeah, dude, you fucking got it." But like the the one character that I need to remember that's in here all the time, and it's I can't. Who, it's who. Duncan is supposed really? to be. I know, I know. Why? And it's not Percival because Duncan is Percival. Yeah. Okay, Merlin. 
king. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know if it's in there, actually. I don't think... Uh, Galahad. Yep. Um, yeah, Galahad. <laughs> they are um, bringing out someone who is going to assist them in the fight against Lancelot. Um, it's it's a very, very good story. You know how much I love this story. Um, the art is, of course, incredible. Colors, magnificent. Um, yeah, if you haven't read this and you love any sort of mythology, I just got to say, like... Why? Why haven't you picked this glorious book up? Um, the deluxe edition hardcover. Not, I didn't even mean to say deluxe. I just meant to say the hardcover that collects all of the most recent issues comes out on October 27th, I believe. Um, and obviously that contains everything that you need to read, but it also has a little extra features, which I think is beneficial to anyone who enjoys this kind of thing, which is why I'm getting it. Um, I will show you everything that's in it because, you know, I'm going to open it the second that I get it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't think you have to enjoy mythology to enjoy this book. No. I think it's, like, very approachable, especially if you're kind of just, like, on the edge of those sorts of things because I absolutely have loved this story from, like, day one. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time I do finish an issue, I do scream some sort of, like, randomness out to Chris, like, oh, look at this thing that just appeared. Look at this. Like, it is a wonderful book. Once, Yeah, to just repeat Heather like art and colors are like phenomenal and that's part of the reason I think it does like this book is so enjoyable personally because like the story is good Mm -hmm. like that no doubt about it the story is great but something about like the art and the way the colors look it just really does a great job of like bringing you into this world and like making mythological creatures look real and or just like fucking terrifying you know it's just like so good on that level and I can't I think for me personally that like that is one of the biggest sellers of this book like fuck yeah I love the story like I love the characters and like how they've developed throughout the issues has been very interesting and very cool especially Rose and Duncan Mm -hmm. and even um uh, why am I blanking on grandma's name right now? Bridget. Bridget. Like, even her character has, like, evolved in a different way where you're just learning more about who she is and mm-hmm. how she cares for her family, especially Duncan. Like, oh, yeah, she because loves her she, baby boy. Yeah, because of all of the things that have happened in her past. And, yeah, I just, I do love this book. It is a book that, like, on Tuesday nights when I am reading my stuff for Wednesday to try to get ready to sell for what Tuesday nights to ready to sell for Wednesday like, I'll read my number ones, but, like, this is always something that's in the pile to read on Tuesday night for me so I can, like, get it in my system and just, like, yeah. Because I, I don't – if if I wasn't working at a comic shop, this would be on the top of my pile every single time. Every single time. Um, and back to what you were saying about the art, how it really brings you in, I think that it's – it. Uh, it's the perfect kind of art for literary sagas. And I think that's why it does so well. And like bringing you into the story itself is because like the colors are out of this world. Like they, they don't, they're not colors that you normally see in real life situations. So I think it like ties into the fairy tale aspect of this Mm -hmm. story. Um, My man, Dan Mora, dude, I can't. You know, we love oh. Tamara as well. Like, yeah. it's just... Them, this this team, when I say this team, 
I want so more. Good. Give me every Give single fucking book I read. Uh, that's it. That's actually all the books we have to talk about. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, we did great. We did actually. good on time. Yeah. Um, so, as always, thank you for listening to us. Uh, please go support your local comic book stores. Uh, if you live in Omaha, please make sure you're supporting your local libraries. There mm-hmm. is a, mm-hmm. hue, a hue of like Omaha library uh, meetings coming up in October. Maybe we'll post those dates just because there's a lot of shit going on. And if you don't Keep know. Public libraries public. Yeah, that's uh, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're from out of town, I will quickly go through this. They're trying to privatize the public library. And by privatize, they mean they're just going to be funded by private donors. But it is still taking the public out of the public library. And also the public library's funding has dropped dramatically throughout the years. Uh, while more money has been pumped into the police system. So we really, this is something I think means a lot to both of us because we know people who work in the library. We're very close with them. We also feel very adamantly about reading and also just the availability for people to read books. Yeah. Comics, books, whatever it may be. It's incredibly important. Um, So yeah, just keep us in mind. We will make sure I will try to make sure to post those sorts of things so you can kind of see what's going on um, if you're not aware because none of us have really been aware of what's happening in the past couple of years. Right. And I we do say this every single time and it started at the beginning of the pandemic because that was a place that needed to stay open. But I just I feel like it's very important to support libraries. It's, you know. Well, I mean, especially as poor kids and people right. who and that's, needed that's, the library on that's like the main multiple thing is occasions. It's, it's not just a place to read books. It's a place to like stay safe, to protect yourself from the outdoor environment. And if it's privatized, there are people who will not be allowed to come inside to stay warm, to cool off, to do any of that, to use the resources that are there to help themselves. And that is bullshit. Hundred percent. So yeah, I didn't think we'd go there, but we did. I am very, <laughs> very, very. I have a lot of feelings about libraries, and the fact that all of this is happening and it's being allowed to happen makes me furious. Um, as I should. Yeah, I, I, I would not have be a half as smart as I was if it was not for public libraries, and I just feel like it's this is an opportunity for people to do good. And if they don't, then I am gonna come for you. Every single one of you, I will hunt you down. Keep public libraries public. We're looking at you, Jean. I have, no, I cannot get into it with Jean right now. So we love you as always. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate your support. It it does mean a lot to us. Um, I know I say this to people quite a bit if I see them in person and they say something about listening to us, but like, We try to do this so you guys will grab stuff that you like and maybe that we'll like no matter what. But we love you. We'll see you on, as Michael Scott says, the flippity flip. Yes. And goodbye.